What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Pass the Torch. This is episode 11 of season two, and I'm your host, Danny Healy. That's right. We are chipping away here in season two, 11 episodes deep, and we welcome on another incredible guest. We hope you enjoyed last week's conversation with Bruins' Charlie McAvoy. As today, we stick to the theme of American hockey superstars sitting down live in person with Washington Capitals' TJ Oshie. This was recorded out in Lake Tahoe following day one of the ACC Celebrity Golf Tournament. He was in the clubhouse as the leader after day one, and he was fairly shocked. We talked a little golf, but the meat of our conversation was around TJ's journey to the NHL and his experience playing with the Capitals, including what type of teammate the great Alexander Ovechkin is and what it meant to hoist a Stanley Cup. We talked about the Olympics and his legendary shootout with Team USA. Then we turned to his off-the-ice venture with War Road. We talked about his inspiration for starting the company and what he's learned from the business world. This episode of Pass the Torch is also brought to you by War Road. War Road is an athletic apparel company founded by Oshi. His hometown in Minnesota is called War Road, and the Stanley Cup champion has turned the brand into one of hockey's most popular apparel options for both players and fans. TJ and his team have worked with textile scientists for two years to develop War Road's skate cut resistance on ice base letter called Tilo. Playing every day in the NHL, TJ has seen far too many guys go down with injuries due to severe cuts that could have been avoided. Tilo now helps protect players across the league, and TJ wears it every time he takes the ice. Stars across the NHL, like today's guest, are repping War Road. Whether it's on the ice, performance hoodies and joggers, even on the golf course with their polos and shorts, War Road is taking off. Join the movement and head to the link in the bio of this podcast or roroad.com to grab your gear today. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. That's roroad.com and start dressing like the stars. Before diving into today's conversation, make sure you head to torchboard.com or the link in the podcast bio as you can check out our Morning Blitz daily sports newsletter. It's SportsCenter in an email, a free, easy to read email giving you everything you need to know about the world of sports in five minutes or less. So head to torchboard.com today and become a smarter sports fan. Now, here's American hockey superstar TJ Oshie. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to never miss an episode. Send this podcast to a friend, and let's take Pass the Torch to number one on the charts. Let's go. TJ Oshie, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Awesome week out here at the ACC Celebrity Golf Tournament. First day, I think you uh, finished pretty well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm at the type of the lead right now, which is uh, unreal. Crazy to me. I'm... I'm lucky if I get this many points in the whole tournament. So it really? was a good day. Yeah, that's awesome. Did I hear a rumor that you kind of pulled out some old clubs for this round? Yeah, I brought out my uh, my clubs from about six, seven years ago. And uh, these old Mizuno blades. And uh, so I'm rocking those. Driver was good. Putter was good today. So what was the mindset on like the switch? Why did what, what made you switch it up? So I had some newer Mizunos and I was messing with a loft and like the length of the shafts. I basically just messed them up trying to do too much to them. So uh, while they were in the shop getting ready, I uh, pulled out my old ones, had uh, had a decent round, so I just stuck with them. That's hilarious. So golf's been a big part of your life beyond the ice for a while now. When, when did that kind of like itch start for golf? I think just in high school, really small town in, in world Minnesota. Half the hockey team played baseball, half the team played golf. Golf got out of school more, so I decided to go out for the golf team. So that was my first day on the course and uh, fell in love with it right away. Started with some old graphite Wilson staffs and uh, worked my way up. Couldn't put the sticks down ever since. No, <laughs> yeah, no. That's awesome. And so you mentioned War Road. Um, I want to dive into your career because um, you have a great story in hockey. And so basically up there, you can skate before you can walk. Is that right? Those guys could, yeah. I, I moved in high school. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so I'm uh, kind of an honorary child of, of War Road. But yeah, those kids are, you know, they're they're bred, most of them, to, to play hockey and I still see my high school buddies, see their videos of going out on the lake and 
playing on outdoor rinks and their kids are younger than mine. And it's just like, it's crazy. Cause yeah. you know, out in DC, it's, it's tough to do that, but out there they're skating every day. That's funny. And so when did the NHL kind of become your goal? I think right when I was really young, I just kind of told people I was going to play in the NHL, not really knowing what actually has to go into it to get there. And it was just kind of something that I was going to do once I went through peewees and then Bantams in high school and then college. But I never, never watched NHL hockey growing up. I didn't even know what getting drafted meant when I got drafted by the Blues. I saw that story. So like, it was just, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very present guy. I live in the moment and yeah, just kind of went day to day and then wound up uh, making the team my rookie year. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I, I read the story, right? Were you watching some M MTV or whatever it was during on draft night? Yeah, I, I didn't go to the draft. It was road rules, real world challenge, I think. And I was just laying on the floor <laughs> with a pillow behind my head and my, uh, my really, really close buddy, Eric Olim from, uh, from Warroad was, uh, he's more like hockey nerdish, like really pays attention, watches a lot. So he's just sitting there with like his dial up internet on his computer, watching like the names come. And he's like, Oh, Brian Lee, who I was going to room with the next year at North Dakota, you know, he, he's, he got drafted at, I don't I remember what it was seven, maybe or top 15 for sure. And then I was like, Oh, sweet. Like, you know, good for him. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, you drafted, you drafted. And I was like, all right, dude, man, like show's on. <laughs> and then I had to do a bunch of interviews and stuff and uh, kind of uh, be pretty vague about which players I wanted to play with because I didn't really know who was on the Blues at the time. So that was the second part of the, the story that I read. That's hilarious. So yeah. It's funny to see like a guy in the NHL just doesn't really, not not care, but it's like just doesn't watch the game too often. No, I mean, I was always, if I had free time, I was playing sports, not just hockey, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, golf. So there was no time for me to kind of be a fan really, because I hate watching things that I feel like in my own mind, I can do myself. So yeah. even when I, I, I love watching golf, but I'll watch for like an hour and then I'll be like, Hey honey, you mind if I go to the range? Like I want to go, you know what I mean? So yeah, that was the same story for hockey. Approaching it that way probably helped your development as an athlete, like playing all those different sports, like seeing how different people interact and different teams and all that stuff. So that was probably good for your development. No, it was for sure. I mean, I played running back in, in high school and that kind of taught me how to take a hit, how to give a hit, you know, soccer with the footwork on the ice, which a lot of kids, a lot of guys don't work on. And I work on it, you know, every, every other practice I have coaches throw, throw pucks in my, in my skates, you know, little things like that, hand-eye coordination, knocking stuff out of the air from baseball. So, uh, yeah, I think it all comes into play. Yeah. And I was just talking to uh, Adam Thielen on, we just had him on the podcast and he was talking about how golf kind of helped him in the mental side of the game, become a better football player. Right. And so have you seen that with hockey kind of golf, like making you more mentally tough? Cause when you got a, you had a slice, you get one of those double bogeys, you got to be able to forget about it and come back on the next hole. Uh, yeah, in a way, I think mostly just getting older, I think is, uh, is kind of what's helped me with the mental side of, of hockey, but golf definitely translates a little bit. The problem with golf is when you hit a, hit a bad shot or have a bad hole, you can't just go out the next shift and hit somebody, which is great because in hockey you can. You can have the worst hands you've had all year, but you can go out and be really physical and make a difference in the game. So that's what's an easier side about hockey and golf. It's uh, It obviously doesn't work that way. And on the easier side, you can also rely on your teammates where in golf, you're all yeah, alone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. It does get lonely out there sometimes. Yeah. And so you mentioned drafted the blues, had a few successful years with them, and then you were traded to, to Washington, right? And so you, you're starting on a line with Alexander Ovechkin, Backstrom, some future hall of famers. Just what are some good lessons that you learned from them early on in your, in your career at Washington? What, what stuck out to me about Ovi right away is how much he enjoyed the team scoring goals. Mm -hmm. So like no one wants to score more than he does. 
But I don't think anyone gets more excited when like his teammates score than he does either. That's awesome. So it's like, it's amazing. And you know, I think when you're, when I was younger, there'd be times where maybe we'd win a game, like it would be a blow. It'd be like seven, two. And if I didn't have a goal, I was like, man, like what the heck? Like all, and instead of being like, so happy for the guy that scored two and the defenseman that got his first goal in 50, you know what I mean? Right. And so I kind of learned that from, from Ovi and then Backstrom's mind is like a, it's just like made out of steel. I don't know. He just doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. And I still really look up to that in him because even just in a, in a period, there's so many ups and downs in, in between your shifts and he's just always like even keel. And I, I love, I love playing with him, but sometimes like on the bench when I look over and he's just has, has like the same look and probably just focusing on the game or thinking about the last shift. I'm like, gosh, like did I make him mad? Like wonder, but no, he's just like, he's just laser focused, ready to rock no matter wh whether we scored or we just got scored on. He's the same way. So that's something I'd, uh, I'm still trying to uh, emulate a little bit. That's hard to do, man. I wonder how he is on the golf course. Do you know? He's right. I think he's right here in everything. Yeah. That's it seems awesome. like he's just, he keeps his emotions in check really well. Your point with Ovi, that's great to hear. Cause I mean, he's a guy who 60 goals a season is like almost the expectation. Right. And so for a guy to get so excited about his teammates scoring goals as a fan, that that's really cool to hear. I'm telling you, there's no one that gets more excited about his, their teammates scoring than he does. And so you guys had some successful teams, right? And so you won a Stanley cup was hoisting Lord Stanley, just the greatest feeling in the world. It was the best. I mean, short of, you know, the wedding day and, ha and having the kids. As far as an athlete goes, that's that was the best day, moment, feeling I've, I've ever had for sure. Yeah, it was cool because obviously the Avalanche won this past season. Seeing some of those guys who have been on that team for 10 to 12 years, you just see the emotion as soon as the cups in their hand just pour from their face. It's really cool to see. It is. And it's, it's, it's weird how it's like uncontrollable. Yeah. I was like really trying to hold it together a bunch. People are asking me questions about my dad and then like just like holding the cup and there's a lot of emotions that, you know, I didn't even think I, I, you just don't think that you have. And then all of a sudden you get in the moment, you look out in the crowd, you're holding the cup over your head, doing your lap. And it's like, you know, you dream about that. That's like the, all the end of every dream. That's like the end goal that like, that's what happens. And so to do, to live, it was uh, really special. That's the peak. And so you also had a really cool event. You played in the Olympics. And so I kind of want to touch on the, the five goal attempts in a row in the shootout. What was that process? Like by the fifth attempt, you're just like, what is my move here? Like, what should I do? No, actually I was, so I was confident on my first shot. My second shot, I was the most nervous for because I was thinking, if I miss this, then I'm, I might not get another chance to go again. And so, uh, I was nervous for that one. And then after that, I was pretty, I was pretty dialed in. I was super comfortable. I had an idea what I was going to do every, every time down the ice. It was actually, now I take the same route in every time, but I had never done that before until, till that game, because I was going to be shooting a bunch and I figured I'll just do the same thing every time. And maybe he'll just start guessing. And Bob's obviously like a phenomenal, phenomenal goaltender. So uh, I, I started feeling it after I made a couple. And uh, Quickie was phenomenal for us in goal. Right. He made some huge stops against like world-class like players, you know, that like. And he's still doing it. They're like the top players, you know, in the game at one point, which I've never been there, won't, won't get there. But it was just a, a cool moment. And we both acknowledged each other like after the, the goal went in. And uh, it, was, it was just, it was an awesome, cool thing. Super cool game. But how, how about the event itself? Just like being in the Olympics, like all the best athletes in the world in one place. Like, was that just surreal for you? It was, it was pretty crazy seeing, we went up and watched uh, Sean White in the half pipe and like, just, just seeing these other athletes, like 
just because of the season, we never get to see that stuff. Even just having lunch with all the different athletes in there, not only like the Americans, but everyone, the Russians, Swedes, Canadians, you know, everyone's in there and everyone's, you know, sharing McDonald's together yeah. because uh, food wasn't outstanding. I'm not very adventurous when it comes to food. So I had uh, McDonald's almost every day, but it was such a cool experience just to be there and be named an Olympian. That's something come from world. We've had a, some Olympians, some, some big dog Olympians come from there and play in the 1960 and 1980 teams. And so, uh, to kind of carry that tradition on was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And so congrats on an incredible career on the ice and then still going. So to talk a little bit about beyond the ice, what you got going on. So to continue with the theme of War Road. And so what was your inspiration for founding this new clothing brand? I know you have your partner, but it's a super cool company. And it's awesome to see a bunch of guys across the league starting to wear it. But what was your inspiration for the company? Thanks. I was, uh, the idea for the company was, was brought to me by my, uh, a couple of my partners. And they're like, you know, we want to make a hockey brand. This is just very like, hockey like things that hockey guys want to do we want you to help design it and i thought it was really cool at the time i had really nothing going on away from hockey so we started it up and started out with just hats and t-shirts really small simple i thought it was like super cool to have a company named warroad like i owe warroad the town of warroad and the people there like basically my whole career in my opinion so to be able to, to create a company to give a portion of the proceeds back so that no one has to pay for ice there, which still blows my mind. No one pays for ice, like not even like the adults. So it's, it's really cool. And then we, we slowly kind of transitioned into undergear stuff. And that's where we're kind of making some good headway. It's, I basically designed the whole thing myself with how it should fit and got some stuff to lock your elbow pads in place, which is, you know, a huge problem for hockey players, some cut proof wrist, cut proof Achilles tendons. So yeah, and it's, it's awesome to see that people just like it and see people wearing it. My partners will send me pictures when they see someone in a post-game interview that I don't personally know that I haven't sent the stuff to myself wearing our stuff. And I'm like, man, that's like, it's great. I didn't even know like that many people were wearing it. So it's been fun and my partners are great and, and Waro has been really cool about it too. Yeah. I follow you guys on Instagram and it's, I, I see the same thing in the post-game interview. So it's great to see the kind of the growth of it. But so you seem pretty involved in the company. So has there been like any biggest struggles or like some things you've learned about the world of business that you didn't expect? Yeah. I think just kind of how slow it, it can take. Like there's a lot of, a lot of work that has to go into it. A lot of work that like I'm not doing, like my partners and and our team's doing, but you just feel like you got the, like you have this really good idea in your head. It makes like perfect sense. Everyone's going to love it. But then like, you feel like it's just going to be like, you're going to go here and then you're going to be like the best in the world. And it just takes time. And I'm so, so lucky to have uh, such a great team with me to kind of carry the brand and, and do all the day-to-day -day stuff and really all the hard work. I get all, I get to do all the fun stuff. Yeah. Building a company, building a brand is a roller coaster, but you got to embrace the journey much like your probably roads to the NHL. Um, and so you mentioned part of the proceeds. And so a portion also goes to Alzheimer's disease, right? In memory of your father. Yeah. So kind of what did your dad mean to you growing up as a kid and kind of just like your journey as a whole? Oh man, he was, he was kind of everything. He got me into every, uh, sport you could think of, you know, back then we didn't have like the iPads and all that. We had like a game boy, but for the most part, if there was any downtime at the house, me and my dad were playing catch, we we're playing catch outside. He was playing street hockey with us, playing basketball. So my whole life really uh, revolved around sports and, uh, and my dad was basically good at everything, every sport. So we spent all of our time kind of doing that. And that was, uh, he was my coach from, 
you know, the time I first started until high school, um, when we won the state championship my senior year, that was the last time he coached me in anything. But he was uh, just such a good guy. We're similar in, in our athletic ability and similar in kind of our competitiveness. But he was kind of the class clown, like the controlled the room with his jokes and always wanted a microphone. I'm very like, try to stay off camera more so. So not a great storyteller at all, but uh, he was just such a great man. He loved my mom and us and uh, my brother and sister very, very much. And uh, just cool guy to know. I mean, he, I would get stopped like all over the US, like just at like a store of someone will come like, hey, I know your dad. And I'm wow. like, how? <laughs> and like, oh yeah, we had some drinks. He told a bunch of jokes. like at some bar in like Missouri <laughs> at one time when he was coming to see you. So it's uh, yeah, cool. Really cool guy. I miss him a lot. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, I mean, keep killing it with the company. It's obviously you are making a cool product, but also going to a great cause as well. So keep at it. It's awesome to see. Thank you. Appreciate that. So we'll jump into some rapid fire here. You can go one word, one phrase, take okay. as long as you want. We'll okay. just jump right in. Who's your favorite athlete growing up as a kid? Michael Jordan. Favorite athlete to watch in current day sports? Um... I know you don't watch sports. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of sports. Yeah. I like watching Justin Thomas a lot. Yeah. He's yeah. a stud. I yeah. love Justin Thomas as well. Favorite, we've talked about a few great ones. What's the best moment of your own sports career? Stanley Cup, by far. Favorite club in the golf bag? Probably my 60 degree wedge. Is that one of the new old Mizunos that you're using? No, it's actually a demo right now because really? I ordered some new, uh, new wedges and they didn't come in time, but uh, it's working. Gotcha. Favorite music artist? Uh, Luke Combs. Love Luke Combs. Great new album, too. He's, I think, I mean, I have so much respect for like George Strait and like, you know, the old school, the, the big dogs, yeah. but like, I think he's the best I've ever seen. Crushing it. Yeah. Best place you've ever traveled? I hate traveling. <laughs> um, Lake Tahoe? Honestly, yeah, it's probably Lake Tahoe. It's amazing. It's my yeah. first time here, dude. It's yeah. incredible. Last one here. What is one word that best describes you? Competitive. It's awesome. Um, so we'll finish up with our last question here. I appreciate your time. Um, this is our, our rowback question of the day. Use Torch20 for 20% off your first order at rowback.com. But if you had one piece of advice that you've learned throughout your career, whether it's in hockey, with building War Road, that you could pass along to the next generation to help them accomplish their dreams, what would that one lesson be? Probably to take care of your teammates. I think it's so important. And it's not just like being their buddy. You know, it's sticking up for them if, you know, something goes wrong. It's uh, set an example by working hard and having them work as hard as you and with it comes, you know, learning about them, knowing their family and just caring for them. So I think that's the one lesson my dad always taught me was to take care of my teammates. And, uh, I think it's, I think it's super important. Yeah. That's great to hear. And, and that story you talked about, Ovi is really going to stick with me the way he treats his teammates. So yeah, I appreciate your time, TJ. Thanks for coming on and I wish the best of luck to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you guys for tuning into this conversation with TJ Oshi. He's another superstar from the world of sports as I am proud to sit down with him and pick his brain about his journey and how he got to where he is today. And hopefully we can apply those lessons that he learned to our own lives. Hope you guys learned something because I know I did. And if you're interested in his apparel company with Warroad, make sure you head to warroad.com and grab some gear today. You can find the link to Warroad in this podcast description. Go just like the stars. You'll also find the link to the Morning Blitz in this podcast description, our daily sports newsletter that is a must read. You'll become a smarter sports fan. It's NFL season, there's hockey on, the NBA is heating up, the World Cup is on, and there's no way that you can keep up with it all. You can't watch every game. I know you can't, so go subscribe to our Morning Blitz daily sports newsletter and we will help you out. So thank you for taking the time to listen to today's Pass the Torch episode. 
This is your host, Danny Healy, signing off. Subscribe wherever you are listening. Share this episode with friends. It will go a long way in our journey to the moon, and we will see you next week. Let's go.